0: Hey friends, welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. I'm your non-diet, dietitian, trainer, and host Katie, and this is episode 250. Now, today I am literally taking you on a ride in my car. Uh, if you have been listening to most recent episodes, you know that I've been going through some some life changes, a lot of travel, new job, all things are good, but I've accepted that if you're gonna literally be along for the ride, you might have some lower quality audio, but higher quality content. And I'm actually a little late on recording this week's episode. Sorry, Podcast Manager Emily, love you. But it's because of today's topic. I wanna talk about something that really has been weighing on my heart that I have been struggling to process, and I figured, You know, if this is something that I'm struggling to process, it's probably very likely that my fit friends, you, are also processing. And I thought, why don't we just process together? So a little bit of a trigger warning there. We are going to get a little deep in today's episode, but I promise you it's going to be worth it. I promise that when you go all in with a non-diet approach, when you go all in with rejecting diet culture and taking you know, this non-diet approach to your life, it's going to clear up space for bigger things, for bigger conversations. And that's what I want to use this platform for today is to have one of those bigger conversations because it's more than just your body. It's more than just food. It's more than fitness. What we're doing here, you and I in this movement, it's much bigger. So today we need to sit down, have a coffee chat, talking on the phone while we're driving. I'm driving to Cincinnati and we're gonna process together. So, let's get to it. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s, all from a non-diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food and their bodies. I'll also share my experience working with clients in my private practice to help women find food freedom and body confidence. I'm on a mission to help you stop quantifying and start living. Learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. Hey friends, so like I said, I am driving. I am actually on my way to Cincinnati, Ohio. That was a lie. I'm on my way to Kentucky. Uh, For those of you not in the Midwest, Kentucky is like right borderline Cincinnati. So I'm going Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky. I'm actually going to take an orange theory class today. Uh, My sister says this girl's the best. So we'll see what she's got. And then I'm going to work remotely and be anti-duty. And apparently there are rocks being thrown on my car. So again, bear with me. Just imagine we're driving and we're chatting together. So this week in the news, there were announcements about the laws changing when it comes to abortion. And I'm not going to go too far into that, right? You can listen to your news, your news podcasts, but I do want to share a little story. I remember the very first time that I met someone, I met a woman who had an abortion, and I just had so many emotions, so much to process, so many questions, so many judgments, if I'm being honest. And this was in college. As you know, I've shared on the podcast many times, I was raised Catholic, I am a practicing Catholic, but it didn't prepare me for the many conversations, the many viewpoints that I would experience as an adult, as an adult who has transitioned into a weight-inclusive approach. And I was really raised with the belief that, you know, if you're Catholic, you're pro-life, all life matters, period, and a subject, right? And it really wasn't until college, I I wouldn't even say then, even in college, I still had very black and white thinking, when it came to all areas of my life, not just choices around political issues, but around food, around what I thought health looked like. Health was, you are this size, not that size. You eat these foods, not those foods. And I really had this shelter, if you will, vision of what health looked like. and really straight thinking of if my health looks a certain way then that must mean that's right for everybody and it really wasn't until to be honest 2020 and all things and i've I've shared this on the podcast right where we talked about when there were all the protests with george floyd and how to be honest i really did not inform myself about anything when it came to larger issues outside of my bubble here in Indiana <laughs> in the Midwest. And it wasn't until then that I really started digging deeper into informing myself. And the reason I'm, I'm bringing this in, I promise it's all, it's all tying in, is that I've been trying to form how, how do I feel? I have a lot more information than I did as a, as a high schooler about health about political issues, about my values as an individual, as a woman, as a healthcare provider. And I was listening to a podcast this morning that put it perfectly. I was like, yep, that is, that is how I feel. I feel that it's complicated and it's nuanced. And so I want to share with you, right? Maybe you're new to your non diet approach, or maybe I don't know where you're at on your journey, but I started thinking, you know, what, what actually is, what is social justice? I say that I am working towards social justice. That is a, a big mission of mine, but I, I kind of paused and went, what does that actually mean? And the definition that I looked up, social justice is justice in terms of the distribution of wealth of opportunities and privileges within a society. Social justice is fairness as it manifests in society. And that includes fairness in healthcare, employment, housing, and more. That's, that's a lot. And if you really think about it, you know, I think back to when I was a high school, very privileged, very, I mean, still, still to this day, I am a thin white woman, i was able to go you know i paid for college but i was able i had the opportunities in life to have a lot of opportunities for other things in life right and the reality is there's so many people that don't have these same privileges that don't have the same access to health care and it wasn't until i met that girl who shared with me that she had an abortion I, i'd never even tried to put myself in somebody else's shoes. It was really hard for me to even, because I didn't even quite frankly have the brain, the capacity to think about what life would look like without the access to so many opportunities and privileges that I have. And so maybe it's time for you, for your values to shift. Or if you're like me, right? I remember having some thoughts of, kind of questioning opinions, questioning what I was told, right? We all reach the age where hopefully you start questioning, you know, leadership and authority, just it's a normal, basic human, human thing to have curiosity. But especially when it comes to health, when it comes to nutrition, I remember so vividly in college specifically, learning these things learning about okay these foods are good these foods are bad but at the same time there was always a part of me that didn't agree that felt like what about this person you know what if they don't like those types of foods or you know but i don't i don't actually feel my best when i eat just fruits and vegetables you know all these different that's a poor example but you get what i'm saying right i started to question a lot of the things that society, school, was telling me about bodies and you know, learning things like, well, if you're at this BMI, you are unhealthy. Or you know, if you have type two diabetes, it's because you're fat. It's because you, you, you really just need to lose weight. And I just remember thinking like, oh, gosh, there's gotta be more than that. But I suppressed those feelings. I suppressed the feelings of listening to my own body I suppressed the feelings of leaning into my intuition about what felt right for me with my body, with my health. Hold on, you guys. I told you I'm going to Cincinnati. You don't really know where I'm going. It's Kentucky. Let's get that right. I'm going to Kentucky. And where was I going with that squirrel? This is what happens when we're in the car. We're deep in debate. And then your co-pilot takes you for a wrong turn. Okay. I think I think we're on track. Anyways, what was I saying? okay, I suppressed those feelings, right? And so my point is maybe, maybe you're at a stage in your non-diet journey where things are starting to get bigger than you. And maybe you have to really take a step back and reevaluate your values when it comes to health, when it comes to what's important for you. Or like I said, maybe you need to start leaning in and making decisions that align with your values that are there but you just haven't been listening to them or you've been making decisions that you know deep down in your gut don't feel right, that you don't align with. I pulled this from, don't worry, driving hands-free memorized it. I pulled this from the A-DASH website and I'm going to link to their website below because I really, really encourage you, I invite you to check out their website, check out the resources. The way that I am processing things, I can tell you right now it's not doing the whole movement justice. I am a small fish in a big pond when it comes to weight inclusive care, health at every size, intuitive eating. But again, you've been here for some time. You've been here for a minute and I'm taking you along literally for the ride. So when we're talking about social justice, health at every size, the health at every size movement is rooted in social justice. And maybe you've heard that before, but do you really know what it means? So I want to put it into context with what's going on in the news right now. So health at every size, the, the principles, there's one of the big principles that is supporting health policies that really improve and equalize, keyword there, equalize access to information, to services, and really personal practices that improve our well-being, mind, body, spirit. But most importantly is that it pays attention to individual Not just physical needs, but economic, social, spiritual, emotional. It looks at the person as a whole, as all aspects of their health, right? Because as you're learning, health is not just what you eat and how you move. That is one very small piece of the puzzle. Just one piece of the puzzle. Okay. I'm so sorry. Are you scared for me? Don't be. It's okay. I'm fine. Cincinnati is just, there is not one straight shot everything is you've got to do an infinity loop a figure eight like jump through hoops it's crazy town to get to anywhere and now I'm getting off on the wrong exit just because I, I don't know where I'm going so thank you for bearing with me but isn't this like exactly what it's like when you're talking to a girlfriend I don't know about you but I have this one girlfriend her name is Suzanne and we will be talking about death one minute. And then the next, it's like, okay, so you want to get some coffee? Like one extreme to the other. So maybe you relate to that. Maybe not. Um, I also just made me think when I was on pause and figuring out where I was going, I was actually going to Vox. If first of all, if you haven't heard of Voxer, Vox, Voxer, it's an app. It's like a walkie talkie. It is the best. Okay. It has some glitches. So it's maybe not the best. There's definitely room for improvement, but it's an app and it's like a walkie talkie and it is just the best thing ever because let's be real who has time to talk on the phone not me who's good about answering texts sometimes but Vox you can just hold it like a walkie talkie say what you need to say go super fat you can listen if your friend goes on a tangent you can actually listen to the message on double speed like okay come on let's hurry along and it's great so If you have Vox and you want to chat, please, that would be fun. Actually, we should make a fit friends Vox and like all, everybody could be on it. We could talk about the podcast episodes. Wow. I'm really onto something. So if you have Vox, let me know. If you don't have it, download it, get your, get your girlfriends to download it who you don't talk to enough. And I promise you your life's going to change. But anyways, I was going to actually Vox Lauren, about everything that was happening in the news and just, I wanted to hear her feelings. But then I thought, huh, you know what? I'm just actually going to record a podcast episode. So those of you who don't know, Lauren, she former, former host here on the fit friends, happy hour. OG. I thought, no, why don't I just record it? And then I'll say, Hey, go listen to this episode. And then, and then we'll talk. Cause then that that's just brain dumping all my thoughts onto her. Also side note, I mentioned my friend, Suzanne who we always end up talking about death, very morbid. I don't know why. It's She's one of the most positive people I know. But we are running a mini marathon this weekend. I leave for Puerto Rico on Sunday with my new job. Super exciting. Puerto Rico for a week, Dominican Republic for a week. But here in Indiana, they're very big on the Indianapolis 500. It's a race car, race, don't ask me any more than that. That's all I can tell you. It's a big deal here in Indianapolis and they always do a mini marathon. And part of the mini marathon is they actually run around the big racetrack. It's a big deal. The race is usually sold out. I've lived in Indianapolis for five, seven. I don't know. I've lived here for some time and I'm either out of town or the race is sold out and my sister-in-law is going to be running it. And so I figured, oh my gosh, I should just run it. I should run it because there's space. And I found out my BFF, one of my BFF, Suzanne, she is also running it. So I'm just super excited because it's going to be a fun run. We might walk, we might run, we might take some pictures. It's just, it's going to be a good time. I digress. Okay. Now I'm parking. Let me park. Let me finish what I wanted to tell you. Okay. I'm just going to park right here, right by the TJ Maxx. Fun fact. Did you know in London, it feels just like TJ Maxx, but it's TK Maxx. How weird is that? Okay. So I was talking about how nutrition, fitness, two very small pieces of the puzzle when it comes to your health and health at every size, it's bigger. It's a bigger movement. Part of it as well is acknowledging our bias and working to end weight discrimination weight stigma, weight bias, and giving information and services from an understanding that socioeconomic status, race, gender, sexual orientation, age, other identities actually do impact weight stigma. And part of health at every size is supporting environments that address these inequities, these inequalities. And I pulled this from the website. I, I will read it now verbatim now that I'm parked because I think it's important. It says this on the website. Fat phobia and weight bias are intimately connected to all other forms of oppression, especially racism. And we've talked about that here on the podcast before. The focus on weight and weight loss disproportionately impacts the health of fat Black people. Many people might be surprised to learn that the roots of our current fat phobia is from early Racist rhetoric in the 1700s and 1800s. So while we've abolished slavery and have laws about discriminating against people based on race, policy discriminating against fat people has become a way to continue the oppression of black people. And again, that's pulled directly from the ADASH website. I'll link to that in the show notes. But again, that's talking about racism. But my point is when it comes to abortion laws, politics, all these things that are going on in the news, it's so easy to want to shut it out. And I lived like that for for so many years until my early adulthood, like I said, just a few years ago. And we can't live like that. We really, we can't. And if you really want to go all in with a non-diet approach, it's time to really ask yourself, am I making decisions around my health that align with my values? Do you even know your values? What are you doing to stay informed? Where are you getting your information, right? So when it comes to everything that's going on in the news, are you getting your information from, I'll give the example of myself in college. I had only gotten information from one side, one side of the story. And it wasn't until I met that friend who, and I want to cry because it's, I can't even imagine being in that position and having to make decisions, and it wasn't until I, I really met her and heard her story. even then, I mean, it, I'm still like I said, I'm still processing it now. Are you getting information from people who have been on the other side? Opening up your eyes, opening up your perspective? You know, Have you talked or heard from someone who has had a traumatic pregnancy or been a victim of rape? Jeez, Have you talked or heard from somebody who lives in a larger body? Are you getting your information about health from somebody who has experienced food insecurity or has been discriminated because of their weight? You know, my values as a weight-inclusive provider, when someone walks in my door, when they walk in my virtual office or whatever it is, or they come into my Instagram page, it's like my shop, right? I want them to feel seen. I want them to feel heard. I want them to feel worthy. I want you to feel validated in your lived experience because it's about you it's not about me and I don't want to put my bias or my closed mind onto you I have to have an open mind in order to really help you and I want someone to feel safe when they walk into my door because nutrition our bodies I don't care what other people say but for me and my clients it's deeply personal It's deeply emotional. And the reality is you can't change the world if you're busy changing your body. So while it's easy to want to turn the side, turn off the media, and again, it's important, filter things as you need, take care of your mental health, but at the same time, be informed. If anything, if you're like me, you are feeling like your opinions are complicated and nuanced and you're not really sure, that's okay. That's okay. But I think the most important thing we can do as human beings in this space, in this movement is to at least listen, listen to understand. Again, you don't always have to do something with that, but can you listen? Try to understand all experiences around our bodies, all experiences around food, because you might be surprised at how you relate, how you don't relate. But I think it really helps to zoom out and, and look at the bigger picture. And we can when we can think about the bigger lens, it makes that decision of, hmm, should I have that cinnamon roll because it's too many calories or not? It makes it really small. It really makes it very small. And maybe that's the motivator that you need to continue on with your non-diet journey is to recognize, wow, wow, th- there's bigger fish to fry. There's bigger problems to solve there's bigger issues to change in this world. And I can't do that when I'm hyper-focused and wasting all my brain space on food rules and and guilt and shame. <sighs> Take a big breath, D- big, deep breath with me. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming here with an open mind. I want to finish with, because I've got a couple minutes, so I have to go into class. My high-low hero, Buffalo. So I learned this from Sean T., creator of Insanity. If you've been here with the Beachbody Days, you're, you're familiar with that. We did this at a boot camp, and it was so fun. And it stuck with me that now I have my niece, my five-year-old niece, Caroline, doing it. And I'm going to Cincinnati, so it's top of my mind. We always do your high of the day, your low of the day. Who's your hero of the day? Like, who saved the day? And then Buffalo is just something random. So I would say my high of the week is this sounds so cheesy, but it's still my job. I freaking love my job right now. I'm so fired up about the impact that we are going to make on a, on a global setting. And I just still pinch myself. Like, am I really getting paid to go take a class right now? And then think about it and go to another country and just develop and mentor connect and take in all these things and, and make change with it. That's super exciting to me. That's definitely high. Another high is I get to go to my nephew Leo's little birthday party tomorrow. It's like three to five at the jump house. I don't know. I don't know. Somehow me coming to Cincinnati to work for the day turned into like daycare pickup this afternoon, all sorts of gymnastics, all sorts of things, but I love it. And that is what this crazy life is about. My low of the week, oh, low of the week. you know it's it's been a good week, but my low would probably just be the overwhelm that I've been feeling at sometimes and trying to adapt to this transition. I don't know if that's a low, but we'll, we'll go with it. It's it hasn't been too low of a low week. Maybe just processing everything that's happening. there's there's times when the the little stress feels so heavy and then things like today's topic just feels like, oh my gosh. How can they really have this global impact? So I choose to take the optimist perspective. That's who I am and think, okay, what can I do with this? How can I take this sadness, this heaviness and do something about it, even if it, even if it feels small in just my circle? My hero of the week is probably Joey. Gosh, St. Joey, God bless him. Just cooking delicious dinners. You know, I've been gone. I've been really busy and he's just, He's my cheerleader and I love him so much. And I'm so every day I'm just, I'm wow. I'm so, I'm so grateful. I'm so lucky for him and and his support. So he's my hero. Buffalo, something random. You guys, I had another person tell me she was pregnant. And I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before, but I can tell you, I can count on more than both hands. Now, someone who has told me they are pregnant before they've told anybody. I don't know. Maybe I'm easy to confide in. I don't know what it is. I'm good at keeping secrets. I don't know. I don't know, but I love it. Usually it's because they want an x-rays modification or they have questions or they're not tolerating food or they're pissed off at diet culture and stupid pregnancy apps that are telling them to not eat certain things. And they're like, I need to, I need to vent to somebody about this, but I can't like vent to the world. So I'm going to tell this acquaintance, which is fine. I love it. So all right, team got to go into class. That is it for today's episode. Thank you for riding with me in the car on the way to Cincinnati, Kentucky. I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. As always, I want to hear your thoughts. Let's, let's get deep in the Fit Friends Facebook group this week. Share your thoughts. Let us know again, this is a safe space. We're going to have conflicting opinions and that's okay. That's a good thing. It's a safe space. We can share those opinions and we can grow and we can learn from each other. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes and you're the bomb. You're the bomb.com. And I appreciate you. So have a great rest of your week. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of fit friends, happy hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at fit friends, happy hour. Talk to you next time.